Welcome to The Kindness Project, the podcast designed to share stories of kindness and share how kindness can make positive change in our world, one small act at a time. This week we talk about Commander Wizzy Pedals, gaming and why remembering Memento Mori is important when being kind. Welcome to The Kindness Project, I'm joined by Chris Dames, most likely to spend hours gaming. I love it, look, who doesn't like gaming? We're all going to this room, right? Yeah. Absolutely. We're all going to this room, so... Uh, so a good bit of gaming is, is, is awesome. Is that your introduction? That's my introduction. That's quite a short one for you to be on a show. I quite, I quite like it. And I am joined by two guests. One guest, though, is the one sort of standard host today. I am joined by uh, a girl so impressed with Cranham, she's thinking of planning a weekly trip. And I am joined by a guy whose bike nickname, according to his Facebook, is Commander Wizzy Pedal. <laughs> Hello. And on the plus side, it can only get better from now. So we're starting at a good low bench. We, we are. We yeah. are. Well, we, we, we normally go from uh, organised to shambolic in about two minutes. So yeah. we're, we're, we're sort of moving in that direction as quickly as we can. Yes. So, so uh, we all like games in this room, don't we? Yes. What's your favourite game? Who are you in this conversation? I don't know. Nino Kune. It's the only game I've gotten close to finishing. Uh, you're not finished it? Oh, and Pokemon. I've finished, like, three Pokemon games. What about? Uh, I think it was White, okay. X, and Sun. Oh, difficult one to say. I'm a really bad gamer. Okay. I love games. I've grown up my whole life playing them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Much like yourself, I had a, an, an Archimedes. Hey, Commodore Archimedes. 64. Yeah. <laughs> I saw in one of the shops in Romford recently they had the um, old Spectrum remake. Well, we we next week there's a thing with Ken Wolf which is a, a retro gaming expo thing. Awesome. Um, and we're off there next week, we've got 150 free to play arcade machines. They've got um, loads of old computers that can play and stuff like that. And then they've got um, uh, uh, do you how old are you Mike? Because I'm 14. I'm 35 in January. Well do you remember a show called Nightmare? I do, yeah. Yeah. So with a K. With a car, right? So, shall uh, oh, we talked about this? Sorry, it just reminds me. So they've got at this game expo thing. They've got the original Trogar turning up, and you get to play Nightmare Live. Awesome. Now, as a, as a kid, that was one of my big ambitions. I used to watch it as well. Nightmare. Like it used to be on like CITV, like really early in the morning, and I would just be like. Yeah. This is my this is my life. So Charlotte and I are gonna go and play Nightmare Live. Amazing. I don't, I don't, that, that is the one off the bucket. It's, it's gonna be one test off. of your communication skills. Oh. <laughs> I'm gonna fail miserably. We've got it's really funny because uh, I don't think John's coming funny enough, and we need to get him on as a as a best podcast. But one of my one of my oldest friends, uh, I used to watch it, I used to go around his house and watch Nightmare. And um, uh, he's partially sighted, he can't see particularly well. Um, and we always said to him, we have to put you, and he'll listen to this, I know he will. So I have, I, we always said, look, we've, we've got to put you out with the helmet, because to be honest, it makes less difference to you than to us. It's almost an advantage. <laughs> exactly, exactly, it'll be good. So, so um, we're, um, yeah, we're, we're looking forward to that, right? Mm. So, um, what's your favourite game? I. See, that's an impossible one. Um, it's 
pretty much what my friends are playing with me. Okay. Um, so you're a multi- uh, see, I don't, I'm a solo player. You see, I can't do it. Yeah, solo, yeah. I get so bored. Yeah. I mean, I've got Zelda, I've tried Skyrim and all that. I mean, I played the first Morrowind, but I get really bored. It's the squirrel yeah. brain just goes, oh, that's great. Yeah. But I'd rather experience it with people. So yes, yes, yeah, it's a social thing. I think simple, easy games like Rocket League are good. Yeah. Um, Overwatch is obviously good. Yeah. But obviously, Overwatch is renowned for its I am, um, um, slightly salty player base, just the term. Yes. Uh, I, I, I haven't played Overwatch, but I have got into Fortnite recently, um, just because everybody was playing it, and I thought... Is it so you can learn the dances? Uh, well, I, I, you know what? I, is it bad I actually know when, 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 I don't try and remember real life, then you definitely don't want to see that. <laughs> um, but, um, one of, one of, one... <laughs> Sophie knows the best. Um, yeah, can I just say something? <laughs> Dancing on a podcast doesn't work particularly well. Yeah, like watching YouTube videos on a podcast. <laughs> For the listeners, Charlotte is dancing. Maybe that's what I could do as a function. That, 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 that you're in for, man. You couldn't have the podcast. Chris looks at Charlotte with disdain. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, um, but I, um, I found my experience of playing Fortnite just really depressing because I think I'm a good gamer. Oh, no. There's people who have put hours and hours and hours into this game. And I just, I just got shot a lot and <laughs> continue again. Fortnite, for me, has gone a full loop because we used to play Halo on the Xbox One, but online. We used, yeah. to, we used to go to my friend's house. We'd bung four of us in his tiny bedroom and we'd play through a laptop that is called Xbox Connect back then. So they, well, they didn't even have like an Xbox Live service. And uh, you used to have to aim like five inches left of someone to hit them. The lag was that bad. And Fortnite for me is the same thing because you don't shoot what you're aiming. It just pings all over. Yeah. Well, at least I don't. But yeah. Uh, but, yeah. But I, I won a game of Fortnite once. He hid in the toilet. I hide in the toilet. He hid in the toilet and shot the last person. Uh, yeah, which is which is Survival. the only strategy that works. Survival. Um, I'm just not good at that. Um, <laughs> so shall we get on with some kind of snooze? No. Oh. No. Whistle. <laughs> You've done it again! Oh, tell us how people get in touch. Okay. At. <laughs> Should we get them some kind of stuff? Definitely not! No, we missed the question of the podcast. I don't know what it is, but you'll enlighten me that. in a moment. Uh, at Ola Kindness for the Twitter. I, I, sh- <laughs> it's there! It, it's there. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, and then the email is ola at thekindnessproject.co.uk. The Facebook is, you just go to Facebook and type <laughs> ola kindness. It's www.facebook.com forward slash ola kindness. And <laughs> this. Oh, do you want to do your own Twitter? Or? No, I'm good. Oh, you're good? I'm good. good. Uh, let me do the jingle. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> Question of the podcast. <laughs> the jingle. Um, so the question of the podcast this week is, what's the ASB velocity of an unladen swallow? No, 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 that's not it. It's... Uh, is it a north or south? Uh, <laughs> yeah. What? Oh, you had three questions. Um, what did you find? So the, the, this question of the podcast came from the fact that um, Sophie, my, my uh, uh, Charlotte's sister and, and my youngest daughter, went to a castle. What castle was it? Do you? No, I don't know. So it was there for a day. They went to this castle and there was a waxwork dummy on the top of this castle. And we've been... <laughs> I, 
mean, we've been watching loads of Monty Python. So as soon as Sophie saw this girl to the castle, she went, she went, your mother is a gooseberry and your father's smells of Your mother is a hamster and your father smells of elderberries. Yeah, so there is a little video on Facebook that she sent me of, of so dinner. And we find, I find Life of Brian and Holy Grail hilarious. You do. Cassie's <laughs> mum, your name, doesn't get it at all, does she? Mm-mm. So the question of the podcast is, what do you find really funny, entertaining, good that other people just don't get? And what are you? What don't you get that other people think is incredible? So one of the reasons we've got both of you on the podcast is because you're both anime and manga fans, right? So tell me what's like. I, I don't get it. So tell me what's good about it. Uh, um, I, I like the characters and the story plot a lot, a lot. Like the character designs, like no two characters is exactly the same. Oh, let's close the Okay. Like, you get the classic trope of the, um, what's some tropes? Like, the, the cool kid in the glasses. Okay. And or, um, there's always a trope. Yeah, the, the cool kid in the glasses constantly puts his, like, he always has his middle finger in against middle his middle finger face. and pushes his glasses yeah. up. Uh, that's, that's a very or, identical. Um, the very cutesy girl characters who are very ditzy. What, right, okay, so what makes it better than a... Western style. I, 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 it's probably, I think, I mean, much like Kung Fu movies, they've all got the same storyline. But generally, the storyline is whereas Western storylines, especially with comics and things, is always someone's given a talent or is born with a talent. Most of the storylines of most animes and mangas are, they don't have it. Okay. And it's about them trying to get as good okay. as someone that's mm. naturally gifted. Okay. Yeah. So they, they kind of actually, especially in sports, they use, a lot, yeah. they use them to try and like, motivate the next generation of people to get better at something. Gotcha. So, so it's a story of achievement. And a, or like, um, I'm going to mention One Piece here. The, the main character, Luffy, what he wants to achieve is something that nobody else has ever achieved. Okay. And it's about him going on this journey and finding these people who don't necessarily want the same thing as him, okay. but he can help them and they can help him and they can support each other while they're all aiming for their separate goals. Sounds good. Sounds good. So, so Western animation gets, is less like. That, is it? Yeah. You do? Okay. I think so. Okay, well, I am, in the next few podcasts, I'm prepared to be educated, so that's good news. <laughs> we'll, we'll see, you um, might just sit there at the end of it thinking, <laughs> really? Mike, you're, you're a grown man, anyone? <laughs> yeah, yeah, but you know what? I, 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 we, um, we spoke before about the things that you love mm. in your childhood. And actually, I don't think, I think being childish in a curious, optimistic way, isn't the worst thing in the world, you know? No. I think more, you know, you, you know, you get this cynicism when you're older, like this natural thing. I think you should fight that. I think, I think you should fight that. I think it's given to you the cynicism. It's, it's that yeah. sort of, you know, sometimes it's good, like when you're trying to touch a boiling kettle and someone says, I wouldn't do that for you. Yeah. <laughs> Probably good advice. Yeah, yeah, good advice. Probably yeah. still going to touch it anyway, yeah, just yeah. so I know yeah. for myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, whereas, yeah, I think things like this, because funnily enough, links to exactly what you're saying. What do you get that other people don't? Yeah, 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 so yeah. a lot of it is stuff that you get and someone else has never looked into it goes, oh, that's a bit silly, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, so what, would, what don't you get that other people really like? I don't get your sort of... Um, Comedy-wise, I can't get Big Bang Theory. It's just something... Me neither. Me um, neither. I, 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 you quite like it, don't you? 
it's a bunch of geeks making science jokes and everyone just thinks they're so like it's like you know when people laugh because someone does something really stupid? Yeah. But it's, it's like the opposite of that. They do something so smart that nobody else understands. Yeah, lack of common sense. Yeah, that, that, that. Yeah, I just, I'm, I'm not feeling have you, have you ever seen it without laughter track? It's the most horrifying thing in the Is world. It? Right, because obviously right. it's all canned laughter on it. Yeah, yeah, So yeah, when you yeah. watch it without the, the, the pressing the button, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're like, this is horrifying. <laughs> I, think, I think the things they stick reference. Where have you seen that? Just YouTube. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's loads. Um, uh, Friends as well is also quite scary. Um, and I think that's the difference between American and English humour. So they call it portrait comedy in America. So a lot of the time, it's all you're seeing is one person's face. Yeah, yeah. And then you'll see the other person's face. And they have a comedian. But whereas a lot of sort of over here, it's everyone's in the frame. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, yeah. But so yeah, so yeah, so my one would be Big Bang Theory because they just throw stuff in it for the sake of A, so someone goes, that's so me, which you're not. Yeah, we know yeah, you're not. Yeah. You don't actually, you're not on the, the sort of level that, what's his name, Sheldon is sure. that? Yeah. yeah, no one's on that level, yeah, really. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've got some friends that are very pedantic in certain ways, but even then they're not quite there, you know. Gotcha. Uh, so that's, yeah, that's something I don't get. And just general daytime TV, just. Yeah. I, I am, my, my big one is Love Island. I just don't, I mean, Stuff I, like that. I mean, I, I literally walk out the room if it's on, don't I? I just find the question, what's your show? What's the thing that everybody raves about but you don't care? Some pop music. Okay. See, I don't have a great connection with my generation. Um, so there's like some pop music what that I say? just... What you say? Exactly. Um, there's, there's some stuff I just... I don't get why people like enjoy certain songs. Okay. And I just don't get it. Okay. Fair enough. It's, it's absolutely. Well, I, I saw a scary thing on the internet yesterday, which was Oasis is now classed as dad music. And when you, you think about it, <laughs> all of the stuff that I grew up with is 20 to 25 years old. I don't. It's like sort of Oasis blur. I mean, I remember having Parklife and thinking that was the best album in the world. I loved that. What a time it was to be at the pulp. Oasis Blur. Common People was a brilliant album. Common People was an incredible album. Anyway, we could go on like this forever. We could. We could. We'll move on to the next segment, and uh, that is Kindness News. And it's just time. It is time. Would you like to do the introduction? Yes, I would. <laughs> nah, nah. What? Kindness news. Oh, you didn't tell me what edition it was. From edition. Let me start again. Kindness news from edition. There we go. Act of kindness from prom, prom girls to autistic classmate goes viral. Okay. And on a, let me start over. <laughs> <laughs> An autistic schoolboy had a night to remember when he was chauffeured to his end of year prom thanks to five kind-hearted classmates. The girls, pupils at St. Peter's Catholic School in Solihull, were travelling in a posh Range Rover Discovery to their big night at the Hort... thought I said Hogwarts there. Hogwarts? Hogarth's Hotel in Dorage. But then they noticed... Hogwarts is real, is it? Yes, oh. it's magical. But then they noticed fellow student Brody Smith, 16, who was all alone after his taxi had dropped him off at the wrong spot. 
Roll immediately stopped the car and invited the Shire team to join them, and the group arrived in style to cheers from the gathered at the popular hotel in Four Ashes Road. Love it. Proud mum, Diane Smith, 48, a single parent from Sheldon, said that she had no idea of the lovely gesture until a few days later. Broly has a typical autism, so he hasn't got a lot of autistic traits, she said. He's a bit quiet and it affects his socialism. Socialisation. I thought that was socialism. I was like, <laughs> socialism. Oh, yeah. When he was younger, he was. Was this Kanye's news political edition? No. He was a bit of a target when he first started secondary school, and he was quite vulnerable. He used to come home and cry and uh, and say, "I've got no friends." But in the last two years, he has settled down. Although he did struggle, but St Peter's has been marvellous. Diane, who is a needs specialist coordinator at nursery, added, "I don't think he would want to go to prom, but he said he did." So I got him a taxi as I don't drive, but the driver dropped him off at the bottom of the drive at Hogarth and he had quite a long walk. That's when the girls saw him and told him to get in. He was really happy. They were a bit embarrassed and overwhelmed by all the attention, really. They didn't think twice about stopping to ask Brody to join them and they didn't actually know he was autistic. They were all very good friends and were excited. They saw Brody, shouted for him to get in. He was a bit reluctant, really, and a bit overwhelmed as the girls were quite were getting quite giddy and singing. But he sat in front and when they arrived, everyone cheered. See, I don't know if I'd get a, get in a car full of singing women. I think that sounds like quite... Get in a car full of singing men, <laughs> No, it's not a sex, sex like a, a sort of a sexual thing. I don't care whether it's men or women singing. I think I'd rather get in a car of women singing as opposed to a car of men singing. But would I get in a car full of teenage girls singing? Probably not. So I get Brody's um, uh, reluctance to do that. But it sounds like he did do it and he had a good time. And he made some friends as well, which is awesome. Uh, well, that's great. Thank you for sharing that kind of news. No problem. So, for this week's story of kindness, Charlotte, I want to I want to talk about something different. What are we talking about? Death. Oh, <laughs> that's a nice topic. No, you know, g- genuinely, I think death, interestingly, is a motivate to be kind. I've been talking a lot with people recently about memento mori. Do you know what that means? Remember death. And effectively, the way that I look at that phrase, I always think one day, and um, uh, I've got a few years yet, but one day I won't be here anymore. And and actually that is a motivator to make your life on the planet as um, fulfilling personally, but also as... um, valuable as possible and part of that I think is doing stuff for other people and being kind what do you think I think yeah because you've also got to remember it's not just your life that's going to end someone everyone else's life is going to end as well and that's really morbid and but it fits with the topic and I'm going to go with it like everyone else's lives are going to end so you you can always do something to make their lives while they're still alive count and matter yeah but I think I think the other thing is as well is you will leave people behind and even though you don't survive, your memories hopefully will. Yeah. Um, and I think the, the more positive memories you can create for other people... Um, yeah, that'd be good. I'll tell, you, I'll tell you what started me thinking about this and the reason I wanted to talk about it. You know Sam, who works with me, mm-hmm. right? He sent me this thing the other day, which was a uh, life expectancy calculator, right? Yeah. So I put all my details in this life expectancy calculator and it said I'm going to... I'd like to live up to, I don't know, 88 or something like that. Yeah. Um, uh, 
uh, and then it gives you the chance to turn around and go, if you improved your lifestyle, if you improved your lifestyle habits, how long would you uh, live for then? Now, I don't smoke. I don't smoke anymore. I haven't smoked for donkey's years. Um, I stay pretty fit. Uh, but I do like a beer or two every now and again. Yeah. Um, so I thought the only bet I can improve is probably do a bit more exercise and um, stop drinking, just cut out the beer enti- entirely. And he gave me another year. I thought, it's not worth it. I'll carry on with the booze. <laughs> I'll just, I'm, I'm going I'm to enjoy a beer, actually, for the extra year. I'll swap the beer for a year. <laughs> See what I did there. Um, but it did get me thinking, if my life expectancy is mid 80s and I'm 40 now I've only got now I'm halfway through I'm nearly alright he's now having a midlife crisis <laughs> I'm not I'm not having a midlife crisis but um, if I am I'd like it to be a positive one I'd like I'd, li- I'd like it what, to be one you go out and buy sports cars and waste all your money I'm not going to do that I'm not going to do that number one you know what my driving's like but but I I think if a midlife crisis, if realising you're going to die one day is actually going to motivate you to do positive stuff for other people, is there anything wrong with a midlife crisis? No. Don't worry, I'm not going to start dressing like I was 20. I mean, I had the worst fashion sense in the world when I was 20. Imagine if you started dressing like a 20-year-old nowadays. I know. Uh, you, know you know what? Mummy still reminds me um, that I had, when I was 20, I had this shirt with a dragon that started at the front of the shirt and ended at the back. It wasn't a, it wasn't a pretty sight. <laughs> so what, well, do you think death can be a, think death can be a motivator? No, not actual death, thinking about death. <laughs> I was gonna say, oh my, someone I know just died. Let's, let's write a gothic novel about that. That's a good idea, actually. Yeah. Um, anyway, the idea of thinking about death, it can motivate people because Obviously, you want to hit your goals before you die, and if okay. you have an approximate of when you're going to die, then it's, then it's going to be like, you've got a deadline. Yeah, but nobody knows, do they? Nobody really, really knows when they're going to yeah. die. Could be tomorrow, couldn't it? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. But, but do you think uh, Memento Mori specifically applies to kindness, or is it just about getting all goals achieved? I think it can apply to anything though. Okay. Like any goal. It doesn't even have to be goal. It can be saying anything people An aspiration, yeah. Like remember tomorrow, remember death. Remember that people are going to die. Yeah. And you've got to move on. Yeah. Like eventually you've got to move on. You can't walk forever or you're never going to But you know it. you know what's interesting, right? I I think the other thing that um, springs to mind when I think of Memento Mori is knowing that my dad and my mum aren't going to be around forever and um, I know that there's certain relationships in my family that because of pride mainly um, people lost touch for sort of years like years and years and years and years and i actually think memento mori is a reminder to say you don't know how long that relationship will last even if you've got 40 years on the planet left you don't know if someone else only got 10 yeah yeah exactly so i i think um memento mori is is a is a it's a really good reminder to 
not only love people, not only tell them you love them. I mean, I, I'm a big believer in telling you, Sophie and Mummy, that I love you every single day. Um, but also, um, also making sure that you spend quality time with the people you love whilst they're still around to... Um, hear the words. To, to hear the words, but, but just spending time. What yeah. do you think? Even no. if you disagree. No, I don't disagree. I agree with you because, like, honestly, honestly, if people stop spending time with people and they don't know when they're just going to be gone, like, you could one day decide that you want to make a relationship with them again, and they could already have gone or moved on or. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, but how do you stop? How do you think you stop? Memento Mori thinking about death being morbid. For me, it's not. For me, it's not a morbid thing. But how do you stop it from being a morbid thing? I think with the vast amount of interpretations, there's always going to be someone who thinks, oh, it's morbid. <laughs> well, <laughs> this is quite a morbid topic. I'll, right, okay. And I think Do you reckon they'll think like that? Whoa, oh. morbid. <laughs> Yeah, it's a light conversation from men tomorrow. Oh, God, what's going on here? Uh, see, I, 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 you know what? Even though it could potentially be seen as a uh, depressing conversation, I think it's uplifting. Because I think if you think about knowing you're going to die in the right way, I, I, I normally do it with a smile on my face. I know I'm going to die. <laughs> Um, because I think then you're empowered to make the most of the time you've got left. Um, but how do, how, do you, how do you do that? Just go out and give it your own. <laughs> That's not bad advice, you know. Just go out and give it your own. And, and die with a smile on your face because it will put the people around you at ease. Do you reckon dying happy is important? To those around you, it may not be happy to you. It, might, it may not be important to you because you know you're how do you die I mean this is a big topic but how do you die happy how do you get to the end of your life and go you know what that was a bit of a good one don't know mm. I think it depends on the person okay like some people would say living a happy life dying happy would be living with no regrets but okay. I don't think nobody has I don't think there's a person out there that doesn't have at least one regret. Okay, but uh, uh, it's one of those things. You know what? I was talking to um, I was talking to somebody the other day, and we were talking about the um, uh, Ricky Gervais show, Derek. Have you ever seen Derek? Yes, I have. And there's a bit in that, a character in that, funny enough, who um, is a bit of a drinker, um, uh, but alcoholic. Um, sort of wasted his life a bit um, yeah. and there's a really emotional and it, it's, it's a great piece of acting uh, it's like an interview with a camera um, and he just looked at the camera and went uh, I'm not happy um, and I'm not happy not because I've not achieved anything um, I'm not happy because I've never tried and actually I think if you can get to the end of your life saying I tried my best. I didn't achieve everything I wanted to, but I'm sure if you try your best, you'll get to most of it. Uh, uh, you're going to be in a position where you've got to be happy with your efforts and not with your achievements. What do you think? 
Sorry, when you were talking about the trying and not trying, it made me think of a quote okay. that I, like, I absolutely love. And it's, the master has failed more times than the novice has tried. Love it. Oh, high five for that quote. We like that. And on that note, let's end this story of kindness. Tis the end. <laughs> Can I just um, share a bit of information you just shared with me about? I didn't realise you was an employment law expert because we we were talking. I know a little bit about criminal. (laughs) We were talking about what you can and can't do with your employees, and apparently you can't slap your employees. News to me. (laughs) News to me. I I need to change my both my recruitment process. I wonder why we kept losing so many people. I'm joking. We don't. Obviously, we don't do anything like that at, uh, at Cervelo. Um, but thanks for the insight, uh, Charlotte. It's really appreciated. Yeah. Um, that was your loudest tis the end ever, I think. I'm warming up my vocal cords. Okay, fair enough. Um, but it's never the end because it is last week's question of the podcast. This week? This week. And last week's question of the podcast was... Uh, uh, we got some really interesting responses about last week's question of the podcast, which was, what was the most childlike or childish thing you still do as a young adult or adult? And we had some interesting um, uh, comments. Some I can't share on the podcast, funny enough. And I am looking at you, Mr. Henry Tapper. Don't <laughs> like that. I cannot share your... Your comment with a uh, family audience. I mean, I can't share it with any audience, to be honest. Um, I'm surprised it didn't get you barred on Facebook. Honestly, um, people being fits of laughter. Um, but I'm not going to share it. Um, but we did get some really interesting comments about what what the most childlike thing you still do was. But also, it sparked a bit of a. A little bit of a debate on Twitter because, uh, and I'll, I'll tell you a little bit, a bit, a bit about that later. So Mark Bartley said, "Read comic books." That's not childish. I don't think that's childish. No, no it's fine. Uh, Amadeep Singh said, "Study again. <laughs> learning isn't childlike or childish. I think learning should be done something done throughout your life." Yeah. John Cook. Oh, John. He's like a child enigma wrapped in a mystery, isn't he? I mean, he's like, he's like a child in a 40 year old man's body he does loads of things he collects Doctor Who figures he reads comics he watches Disney films I love Disney films I love Disney Disney films films. you know what I I was having this conversation yesterday Pixar regardless of, of the format are just fine super fine storytellers that's what they are they're brilliant um Kath Keats got a good one. She licks the bow after making cake. Oh, who doesn't? I haven't done that for years. <gasps> and I need to get that habit back in my life. Licking the bow. Today and just like, I'll, I'll let you lick the bow. I'm going to work, darling. I don't know, but I don't know what you're doing, but um, we could take the day off and make cakes, but, um, but next time, I promise. Um, then Henry Tapper made his comment that we're going to slowly go over and not... Well, well, not we shouldn't even have mentioned we, his name. We, <laughs> You who must not be named. (laughs) Are you saying Henry's like Voldemort? 
Is that, is that what you're yeah, saying? James Nanogram. Anagram? Anagram. Um, the one where you swap the letters around. Not of these coming, I'll tell you that. Um, you can't really make an anagram of that word. Um, Charlotte, you... Right, can I tell you something? When you're actually on the podcast, you don't need to comment on the question of the week. Oh, but I enjoy doing it. Oh, okay. So your one was what? I love watching kids' shows. They're, they're just so filled with optimism and it's so... It's nice, it's, it's, it's nice, yeah. And Karina Marai is one was very mischievous, and I love it, and I might try it. She takes things from other people's shopping baskets and puts them in hers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I take things from your pockets and put them in mine. <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm kidding, just pens. What do you steal from my pockets? <laughs> <laughs> Why have you been pinching from my pockets? Pens. Just pens. Shallow pens. Uh, business pens. Yes. How about cash? No. Ever. No. Ah, if you leave it on the table, it's fair game. <laughs> well, yeah, I tell you what, you've got some competition because um, <laughs> Sophie's started to do that as well. Um, uh, apparently, she knows the phrase finders keepers, <laughs> and that scares me a bit. Uh, um, uh, friend of the show, and all the people we've had, apart from here, who won't be named, are friends <laughs> of the show. He must not be named. A <laughs> friend of the show uh, so far. Um, Roberta White said oh, um, she loves Harry Potter. You're never too old to love Harry Potter. I th- again, it's like Pixar films. Great storytelling has no age barriers, is it? Yeah, exactly. What house would you be in, Dad? Oh, you know what? I'm not sure. What do you think? I'm either a Ravenclaw or a Hufflepuff. See, I think I'm a uh, Hufflepuff or... I think I think there's a bit of Slytherin in me. I think there's a bit of Slytherin in me. But also, what's what's Harry's house? Gryffindor. See, I, I revert between Hufflepuff, Gryffindor and Slytherin, I think. So, yeah. so I don't know. You should do the tests online. Maybe we should do the combination one. Well, I'll tell you what we'll do. On a future podcast, we will both do the Harry Potter test, which I'm assuming you've, you've already done. That's like four of them. Um, and we, we, maybe that will be a future introduction of the podcast yeah. where we introduce ourselves as our house name. Yes. Sounds good. Um, and then uh, my cousin Lou... Louise McNamee says she eats porridge, ice cream, and all bowl food with a teaspoon. Oh, yes. No, you need a big spoon. No. You need a big spoon. No. How do you save our ice cream more? You get a tiny spoon and it lasts longer. Well, if you get a straw, get a, I don't know, get a fork, get some chopsticks. <laughs> you could save our ice cream in a million ways. A teaspoon is not the way you eat bowl food. Yes, it is. I'm not convinced. Uh, the porridge is. one I don't agree with you on, but bowl food. Bowl yeah. food. <laughs> what bowl food yogurt. is there? Yogurt. Yeah, yogurt's a bowl food. Um, dog food's a bowl food. You put that in a bowl. <laughs> Have you ever had dog food? No. No, me neither. Um, okay, so, so that's the answer. And then Twitter had some really good responses. So Twitter um, said, um, uh, uh, and it started with Charlie Goodman, who says. He still plays FIFA on the PlayStation. You know, Nothing, video games. Nothing wrong with being a gamer. We're, we're gamers as well, Charlie. Mark Smith said, most childish childish or childlike thing he ever does, tweet. <laughs> <laughs> it is kind of childish. Like, um, Donald Trump does it, it must be childish. Uh, Donald Trump 
does it in the most childish way ever. Yeah. Um, and Martin from London Money said uh, he tries to swim a length underwater, take two biscuits instead of one, tell something I've done something when I haven't, and tell something I didn't do something when I did. Um, now, I like take two biscuits instead of one, but I might change that to... 12 biscuits instead of one. <laughs> like a whole pack of biscuits. <laughs> Still the baguette. Um, like, oh, one pack of Jamie Dodgers, let me take that. Susie Monroe on Twitter, at hello Susie Monroe, said uh, she jumps rope, so she yes. skips yeah. and she reads kids' books. Yes. And she wants to have a trampoline and swing in her back garden. Oh, swings. I love swings. Well, we've got a trampoline. We've probably got room for a swing, but we don't need any more clutter in our back garden, to be honest. Um, and then um, uh, we had uh, Hayley Ball, who said, uh, Monster Munch on toast is a child childlike thing uh, she eats. Yeah. And she likes playing hide and seek. Yes, I do as well. Um, and then and then we had a bit of a debate. Rob Stevenson had a great one one word answer and he said dream. Now I don't believe dreaming dream about anything stops in No, definitely not. But there there's a uh, there's a degree of cynicism that Comes you've got to up. stop creeping in as you get older. I think it, it's actually a trait that you shouldn't develop when you get older. Um, and uh, cynicism, definitely cynicism. And, th- and that came onto the, the conversation on Twitter I had with Neil Bage, who said, I would say this, but I don't believe it's 100% childlike. It's just fun. And what's the difference between childlike and just living life? And it's got an awesome gif of him just swinging on a rope swing in the middle of the forest. It reminds me of a quote from Doctor Who. um, What's the point of being grown up if you can't act childish sometimes? Exactly, most of the time. Um, And then the conversation with Neil went, he said, the one childlike quality that I think we lose the quickest as we age is the sense of just giving it a go. As we age, we seem to allow social pressures and silly excuses dictate what we should and shouldn't do, mainly at the cost of feeling young, carefree and happy. And I think he's right. I think the reality um, is uh, do stuff, give stuff a go, try stuff, fail, try again, do what you need to, because that's where a lot of the learning and fun comes in life. If, if you didn't realise... Life lesson over. <laughs> Swinging his hand about like he was trying to make a point, like he was chopping an axe or something. Like every other syllable. I lo- you know what? I I am when I when I yeah, get you do in, expressions up to your hands. I, I, I do, I do. Which well. is which is great in the podcast. I mean that works yeah. really well, doesn't it? Um, <laughs> but but yeah, I I firmly believe in like just what's the worst that can happen and and you die. <laughs> <laughs> oh no 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 no! What? There's worse than dying. You get embarrassed and then die. No. What? You, you just become like paralysed or something. And then you have to live your life, but you just... This is the real end of the podcast and you're going to end on that. <laughs> I cannot believe it. Yeah, but there's so many much... There's so much things... Yeah, but, 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 but the reality is... Every time you give something a go, the odds of that happening are so minuscule, you should give it a go anyway. Yeah. I'm not saying you should. The I'm only... Couple of bad things that could happen to you. Like I don't know, um, you could have fun. Yeah, <laughs> you could actually enjoy it, and and then you might give it a go again. Yeah. Anyway, on that cheerful <laughs> death and paralysation related note, 
Tis the actual end. So, listeners, we'll see you next week for more <laughs> great Shambolic chat. Nonsense. Shambolic nonsense. Bye. <laughs>